Welcome to Inside New Mexico. I'm Derek Underhill, and I'm talking with the chairman of our Republican Party of New Mexico, former congressman of the 2nd Congressional District of New Mexico, Steve Pierce. And Steve, how are you doing this week? Well, uh, other than uh, the debacle that we're seeing in Afghanistan, I'm doing well. I appreciate you asking. Hope things are, are good up there. Lee County just continues to get more rain, as I think the rest of the state does. So we're seeing heavy drought across the West. It's affecting the rivers. It's affecting the ability for cities to have water. The Hoover Dam is the lowest ever, and yet we're blessed with a lot of rain, and so we never want to overlook those benefits that we do have. But Afghanistan is the big story. The debacle in our evacuation is totally, totally irresponsible. The president has just basically dodged the issue, and the media is beginning to come down on him. I know his poll numbers are dropping. He's under 50% as we record the program today. He is, and he's under 50% in a lot of states, even in New Mexico. He's at 46 positive, 49 negative. In New Mexico, you would assume he would be one of the 16 or so states where he's above water. But no, even in New Mexico, people are really fed up with him. You know what's going on in Afghanistan? I watched as a service member. I was in the military as we bailed out of Vietnam. I basically spent 1971, 72, and 73 in and around Vietnam in the war theater. And so when we just left all of those 564 aircraft, we left our people there. Helicopters were taking off from the top of the embassies. People were hanging onto the skids, knowing that if they made it to the ship, they'd get to the U.S. If they didn't, they'd drop into the bay out there and the sharks would get them. It was a catastrophe and it was nothing as bad as this. And so we've got still four to 6,000 people there. Biden pulls his troops out without finding a way to get our folks to safety. And then he has to start reinserting the troops. Now, I'll tell you that you have to read what's behind the scenes when you're looking at some of the statements in the press. For instance, the head of the Defense Department, Secretary of Defense, says that, well, we just don't have enough troops to go out into the city. So we're keeping everybody on the airport. Even the French are going out and with caravans going through Kabul to get their embassy personnel, to get the people who had worked at the embassy, the Afghanis who were friendly to them. And so even the French did that. Britain had 600 people in country. They sent 300 more. We're in the thousands of troops, and we can't get them off the airport. I will tell you that the behind-the-scenes story is I think what America did was they paid the Taliban to allow us to get flights in and out of Kabul. And I suspect we paid them in the billions of dollars in order to negotiate. That's the idea of the Democrat negotiation. And Biden's idea of a negotiation is that you pay them to get what you want. That's not a negotiation at all. But I suspect that's what happened because you're getting the word now in the media that, well, if we do anything after August the 31st, that we're going to have to renegotiate. What are you talking about? Send your soldiers in there. You can defeat the Taliban. But instead, we pulled away. We let them have all of our arms, all of our equipment. Now our soldiers, now our friends and allies are going to be shot with American weapons, with American tanks, with American equipment. And we did nothing to destroy it. It is just catastrophic. Plus, if you think about it from the viewpoint of all of our allies in that region, people who have trusted us for decades to hold the line, to be their backup in case 
neighbors overrun them. Who's going to trust us at this point? I think no one. Meanwhile, Joe Biden has these press conferences where he dodges questions. Something's obviously wrong with him when he's talking. He's not making a lot of sense. He seems to forget what he said a few days ago. So far, the Taliban has not taken action against U.S. forces. So far, they have, by and large, followed through on what they said in terms of allowing Americans to pass through and the like. And I'm sure they don't control all of their forces. It's a ragtag force. And so we'll see. We'll see whether or not what they say turns out to be true. Taliban has to make a fundamental decision. Is the Taliban going to attempt to be able to unite and provide for the well-being of the people of Afghanistan, which no one group has ever done since before, for hundreds of years? And if it does, it's going to need everything from additional help in terms of economic assistance, trade, and a whole range of things. The Taliban has said, we'll see whether they mean it or not. Town Hall has an interesting article, Matthew Betley, who says basically he's not fit to serve. And so I would draw you to that and, and take a look. Like you said, the civics polls, C-I-V-I-Q-S, civics polls is well regarded and has Biden's poll numbers just plummeting. And people of all parties hate when we leave Americans behind. That's not what we do. We don't leave Americans behind. And so when they see that the French, they're honoring their people, their allies, when they see that the British are doing it professionally and ours is such sheer chaos, and when Secretary Austin is so unable to make any sense out of anything that we've done, well, yeah, you have people who are going to say, we don't like what's going on, we're going to fight it. We've supported a ministry for years that has people in and around that area. I don't know if they're there. I never want to know that kind of information. But they're talking about the instability on the streets of Afghanistan and asking for prayers. The news reports are telling us that if your family has a girl that's older than 12, you have to put an X on your door, a big painted X on the door, and they're going to come and they're going to take her away, your 12-year-old daughter or your teenage daughter, and they're going to marry her off to some Taliban warrior. And if you have a woman that is 26 years or older, they're going to pull her out of the home and put her into prostitution and forced sexual servitude. Now, where is the squad in talking about supporting women's rights. Where is BLM talking about supporting the rights of the different people there in Afghanistan? They're all deathly quiet because none of the things they're doing here in the U.S. are really intended for justice or mercy or any other thing. They're intended for political purposes to hype up their agenda. And so you see the Democrats staying on the sidelines and being very reticent to criticize this debacle that went on in Afghanistan. Nancy Pelosi has made excuses for it. Some equipment is left there. It was thought that that would be used. Uh, it was hoped that it mm -hmm. would be used by the uh, Afghan military to defend its own country. The fact that it did not and could not was all more the reason for us to leave. All of the leaders of the Democrat Party are going to stay unified that, well, this is not Saigon, this is not Vietnam, this is not a debacle, that this was all planned. 
there are now communications that are being released which show that the intelligence was that this exact thing was going to happen, and yet they didn't have enough military experience in the administration. They hate the military. They don't have the background. And so they made decisions which allowed this travesty to occur. Meanwhile, they just continue to disrespect our soldiers. They're telling our allies to shelter in place, to hide out in your home. I'm sorry, the the Taliban's going door to door. They're knocking on doors. And they've got lists of everyone who worked for and with the U.S. And so if you work for them, you're going to be immediately killed. Also, they're looking for Christians. If you have a Bible app on your phone, you're killed. They know the people who have been there working as missionaries, either Afghani or foreign, and they're after all of them. And our troops sit, I'm sure, sequestered in place at the airport because the rules of engagement were probably structured so that they can't fire on an Afghan citizen. They can't fire on the Taliban. They can't defend American lives. And so they're just like the police here who've been defunded. They feel powerless. And I suspect if you were able to look behind the scenes and see the rules of engagement that you would find that our military people's hands are tied behind their back. Well, President Biden has said he's just following Trump's plan to pull out of Afghanistan. Do you believe that? Yeah, Trump would have gotten our people out before he withdrew. He would not have left our equipment there. He would not have paid the Taliban for the right to fly our airplanes in and out of there. He would have bombed the hell out of them. That's what he did about six months ago when the Taliban started making gains. He just sent our fighter jets in and bombed. Joe Biden has had some of our fighters flying over the city recently, but they're ineffective, and the Taliban knows that. We're not going to do anything to disrupt them. If we were going to do that, our soldiers, our four or 5,000 soldiers, would be out fighting in the streets and securing American lives and making sure that the airport is secure where we could get our airplanes in and out at will. But instead, it looks like that the U.S. has capitulated to a bunch of rogues called the Taliban. It causes me to be sick to my stomach to watch what's going on right now. I am talking with the chairman of our Republican Party of New Mexico, Steve Pierce. We will return in just a moment on Inside New Mexico. National Guard and Reserve members are true leaders, both in the military and in the workplace. They are highly skilled and get the job done every day. Employer support of the Guard and Reserve, ESGR, can help you recruit top-notch service members to your workforce. Hiring Guard and Reserve members is good for your business and good for your community. Visit esgr.mil slash employers to learn more. Welcome back to Inside New Mexico as I continue my conversation with the chairman of our Republican Party of New Mexico, Steve Pierce. As we moved into 2022, we'll have elections in the U.S. House, the U.S. Senate, governor here in New Mexico, and a lot of local races. Early polling shows it looks like we are going to see a change. What are you seeing? When you're looking forward to elections, you start looking at special elections that are going on in the meantime. You remember that special election in Texas for that congressional seat. No Democrats made the runoff, and so that is going to be held by Republicans. Democrats thought they might be able to pick that up. But then you also look at state Senate and state representative seats that are across the nation 
and I don't remember the exact numbers, but uh, I think that the Democrat Party spent maybe two or three hundred million trying to gain control of legislatures across the U.S. They didn't gain one. Not only that, but they didn't gain one seat in the House. They didn't beat one sitting Republican, and they lost many, many seats. And so the last election was declared by the press to be just a watershed moment for Democrats because they're now in control of the House, they're in control of the Senate, they control the White House. But the truth is that the balance of power is so delicate. The Senate is absolutely 50-50. In the House, the Democrats have maybe a five or six vote majority. I served in the House under Denny Hastert as Speaker when we only had about a five or six vote majority, and everyone is on edge because they're having to take votes that put them at risk at home. So you're always watching these sorts of things, and then Connecticut, a state Senate seat just this week, flipped from Democrat to Republican. Now, the significant thing about that is that it was a 25-point Biden win. He won by 25 points in a district that now then a Republican holds in their state Senate. It was a huge thing. And so already the landscape is beginning to change pretty dramatically. People are frightened at where the Democrat Party has gone. They're frightened about the progressive movement in the Democrat Party. This debacle in Afghanistan is causing people to say, wait, I'm not voting for people if they can't manage their affairs any better than that. It is turning out if we will get good candidates, if we'll stay focused on our game, if we will get our message nice and concise, I think that we're going to see huge wins for Republicans nationwide and in New Mexico in 2022. There are a lot of things that have to play out before then, and you can never forecast what's going to happen in international events. You can't forecast what's going to happen in the economy, but right now, Things are looking like that the public is rejecting Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, and the progressive Democrat agenda that they're implementing from the White House. There was an amendment to a bill recently, and this may be something our New Mexico listeners would like to know about. It was an amendment to a bill that we would test illegal aliens coming over the southern border for COVID-19. You and I are now under a mask order in New Mexico. When you go indoors, you have to wear a mask. But yet... Our two senators, Ben Ray Lujan and Martin Heinrich, voted against that. Now, as I understand it, the bill passed because most of the other Democrats and the, all the Republicans voted to test illegals for COVID-19 when they catch them in our country. I would love to know what they were thinking when they voted to oppose testing illegals coming into the country I cannot think of a reason why our two U.S. senators would do that. The key thing about that is that only 11 senators, so nine senators plus our two. You got 100 senators, and so only 10%, 11% actually voted to not test people coming into this country. One of the greatest fears that we're seeing right now is the resurgence of COVID. You see people worried about it. They're worried about their aging parents or they're worried about their kids or are worried about going to school. Whatever it is they're worried about, and they're willing to do almost anything to keep healthy and safe. And yet our government says that they're not going to hold people who are infected with COVID. In July, over 200,000, 212,000 people came illegally into this country, and they were all sent out across the country. They were all released. Catch and release is a program going on now. No testing, 
I mean, they're requiring people in the military. You've got to be tested to stay in the military. They're requiring people in the military to be vaccinated to stay in the military. They're requiring vaccinations for people who are involved in any kind of government employment. Yeah, it's even showing up in my industry. Some of the national radio companies are requiring their employees to have been vaccinated or you're out. Yeah, so you're out. And that's all supposedly to keep us safe from Mm -hmm. COVID. That's this express design. But you can come into the country illegally, not be tested, not be vaccinated. You don't have to wear a mask when you leave the border. And they're going to either put you on a bus or they're going to put you on an airplane. And they're going to take you anywhere across the country and then start distributing you out across the country. We're on a path for 2 million people to come into the country and go out into our cities. And they're not being vaccinated They're not being tested. They're not being detained if they have COVID. They're simply being pushed out into the population. And meanwhile, all of us are told we've got to be vaccinated. We've got to wear masks. We've got to comply. But you come in illegally, you don't have to comply. It's insane. Plus, now then you have to consider that our Afghan allies, the people who are translators, the people who work in our embassy, the people who helped us on our bases, that our Afghan allies they are not certain they're going to be allowed to come in here. They're going to have to go through certain procedures to get here. If we send them to the southern border, they could just come across. It is irrational. It doesn't make sense. And it is, it's symptomatic of what's wrong with this administration. Nothing makes sense. Nothing has any cohesion. It's all about agenda-driven politics, and people are getting sick of it. Well, they're starting uh, to notice it now, and especially with this new health order from the governor, where we must wear masks indoors in public if you go into a restaurant or a supermarket. And people are saying, now, wait a minute. I went and did what you said. I went and got my vaccine. And now we're having to wear a mask again. And I got to tell you, it's hard for a lot of people because you inhale your own carbon dioxide when you exhale and you were wearing a mask. A lot of older people have trouble with that. That's why they got the vaccine. So they wouldn't have to do that. And now the rules have changed. Yeah, the rules have changed. And our governor once again shows that she's not really looking at any science. She's simply responding to the national political agenda of the Democrat Party. And that is put as many restrictions on people as possible. I'm certain that what she's getting ready to do is to justify the shutting down of the schools because the teachers unions, the AFT in particular, tell her they don't want to go back to school. They want to get their paychecks. They want to go through this charade of teaching online. Your kids are being taught things you don't want them to know. They're being taught things you do want them to know in a, in a way that they can't learn. So our scores are plummeting in our schools. We're already at the bottom in education nationwide. And our governor, I think, is getting ready to shut down the schools. So she's got to have kind of a stepping stone to that. And, of course, they're declaring that the COVID is running rampant. But take a look at what happened in Lee County. Lee County is going along six or seven, eight cases, whatever it is. All of a sudden, word came out that we had 600 cases and people were just alarmed. Well, what happened is that uh, the state had not been counting properly and one of the hospitals here hadn't been counting properly. They were at some disagreement. So they just put them in all in one day where it looked like that Lee County suddenly was inundated. There's no more people going to the hospital today than before. And so you'd have these things that are going on and people are upset. Businesses are afraid they're going to be closed again. Many of them are hanging by a thread. They don't know how they'll survive if they are closed. 
And so that's what we're looking at from this governor as she goes into the September time period. We're going to be in the last quarter, and there's still great uncertainty about exactly what are the rules. And so I think that's a plan by the Democrat Party nationwide. Republican states, they're not shutting down. They're still operating. They're going to continue to operate. Their businesses are going to continue to operate. New Mexico is going to be among the worst sufferers in this whole debacle because our economy doesn't have the resilience. It doesn't have the strength. We don't have the young buyers here where our population is a little bit more aging than other states. And so a lot of things that are going to cause New Mexico to suffer worse than most states. We will return with more from our chairman of the Republican Party of New Mexico, Steve Pierce, in just a moment on Inside New Mexico. Attention, New Mexico veterans. If you were honorably discharged from the U.S. Armed Forces, you've earned state and federal benefits, and the New Mexico Department of Veteran Services is standing by to assist you. State benefits include a veteran's property tax exemption, education and training, and transportation services. We can also assist with claims for federal VA benefits. The state of New Mexico and this radio station thank you for your service. More information at nmveterans.org or 1-866-433-8387. Thanks for staying with us on Inside New Mexico. I'm talking with the chairman of our Republican Party of New Mexico, Steve Pierce. The Democrat Party of New Mexico put out a press release saying that the Republicans, and specifically the candidates for governor, don't care about the health of New Mexicans because Republicans don't say you must get a vaccine and you must wear a mask. And that's why, on the other hand, a lot of people are Republicans. They feel it should be their own choice. It should be their choice. But you can also turn around and say that the Democrats do not care for the health of New Mexico or they would be insisting that the border be secured and that the people coming across with known COVID infections should be held somewhere, not released into the public. But they also would be insisting that every person coming into the country be vaccinated. You got them right there. You got your hands on them. It would take nothing to go ahead and give them the jab. And yet the Democrat Party is vaguely quiet about that. And so you wonder, where does their hypocrisy stop? I don't think it ever does. So as the chairman of the Republican Party of New Mexico, do you oppose people getting vaccinated for COVID-19? No, I don't oppose it at all. People should make their own choice. I've got friends who have been vaccinated. I've got friends who haven't been vaccinated. I think that's a personal choice. I would not object to anyone who did it. I don't mind if people wear masks. I don't want to wear a mask. But I don't mind if my friends do. I don't make a comment at all. So freedom of expression is one of the most important things that our Constitution allows. It allows us freedom of speech, freedom to express who we are, how we are, and who we agree with, who we disagree with. And that's one of the things that's being taken away by these Democrats in power. They're taking away our freedoms. And it's a frightening thing to most people. It's a frightening thing to me. Because freedom is what makes America. I think a lot of the countries have, they've got natural resources like we do. They've got uh, beautiful shorelines. They've got uh, wonderful places to visit. They just don't have the free market. They don't have the entrepreneurs who are willing to go in and invest. Their rules that don't allow it. Their regulations choke down any investment. And so you have these wonderful opportunities which you don't explore. That's been the success of America. By giving freedom and allowing people the right to go out and take their own risks, 
and get their own rewards. This has been the nation that is the envy of the world. People want to come here. They don't want to go to Cuba. We don't have people lined up going to Venezuela or Afghanistan or Iran or Iraq. They want to come here. And that's because they want freedom. They want the opportunity to be all that they can be, to live their own success instead of the government telling them what they can do and what they can't do. So we will see where it goes. But right now, I would say that if Republicans will keep their house in order, get good candidates, we're going to see a wave of votes for Republicans nationwide and in New Mexico. One of the Democrat talking points is that if you wanted to go to school in New Mexico in the 1950s, you had to get a polio shot, a polio vaccine. And so this should be the same thing. The COVID vaccines are all tremendously experimental. They do not know anything about how they're going to act long term. A lot of people have already had responses, and the physicians will tell them, yep, in some people, it is absolutely going to start rheumatoid arthritis problems. It's going to cause heart problems. It's going to cause breathing problems. And so you've had people pass away from these vaccines. Like you said, the polio vaccine was not experimental. It had been researched. It had been tested. Uh, these things have not been tested uh, word is that uh, that we've got a vaccine that's on the way that will be the old traditional style. The traditional style put a small amount of the virus into your body and then your body would build an immunity to it. It would give you a light dose of whatever it is you're being yeah. vaccinated against. You build the antibodies in your in your system, yeah. Yeah, and uh, these vaccines that came out in this year and at the last the end of last year, they are completely different. They affect the RNA, like the DNA in our bodies. They affect the way our body sends signals from one part to the other part. Way different than the historic vaccines that we've had. Thank you, Steve. I'm talking with Steve Pierce, the chairman of our Republican Party of New Mexico. If you find yourself agreeing with the policies and the ideas we've been talking about, please check out the Republican Party of New Mexico. Don't believe the stereotypes you hear from the other side. Get the information for yourself. The party has a website at gopnm.org. They also have a Facebook page and a Twitter account. The handle is at New Mexico GOP. If you would like to talk to somebody in person, call party headquarters in Albuquerque at 505-298-3662. That's 505-298-3662. For Steve Pierce, I'm Derek Underhill. We look forward to talking with you again next week right here on Inside New Mexico.